It's an honor to take the pulpit because, you know, Pastor Angie's a preaching machine. Come on. I'm so grateful. So thank you, babe, believing in me. And thank you for handing over your pulpit and your mantle today. I have a word from the Lord online campus. Come on. Listen, we got through level 12 of Jumanji. Come on. There's something to praise God for that we made it over. Lord, 2020 was absolutely wild and crazy but we are still standing praise the lord i don't know about you but you know last year in 2020 in january i thought i got this got my my goals in order i was like finally had three kids in school full time i'm like 11 years i waited for that and then covid hit i'm like pain I have nothing um, in order, and God just wrecked um, last year my plans. But who do you know that we could believe that God has everything in order? It's on God. And so I'm going to take a moment to pray before we get into the scripture. And so, God, I thank you for this moment, God. I thank you for what you're doing, God. I thank you that we are in no competition with other, any churches, but we are co-laborers with other churches around our nation, in our, um, around the local church here in our city, God. So we thank you for that, God. God, I pray that you will use me as a mouthpiece, God. Give me the confidence to declare boldly your word, God. God, I pray that people be impacted by the word that you've dropped in my heart today, Lord. Thank you for who you are in our lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Say amen in the chat for me this morning. And so my main text this morning is going to be Philippians 1.6. Can you say Philippians 1.6? Let's read it together. Even if you're at home, let's read it with me. And it says... And I am sure of this, that he who begun a good work, say good work, in you will bring it to completion. And at the day of Jesus, it will be done in Jesus' name. And so why do you think that Paul had the confidence to say he was sure? Because he knew and he declared to the church of Philippi that God was a God that can take care of every need that he'd ever do. And so just like us, we need to have the confidence. And who knows in 2020 that the enemy tried to have us insecure and isolated, even though that we are in a season of lockdown. Don't you know that we might be locked down, but we might not be locked out of God's presence? And know that God is there waiting with us, even if we're by ourselves at home or you're at working alone, that God is there for us. And so know that we serve a God that is faithful. And so which leads to me to my first point. Point number one, we can trust what God is doing because of his track record. We can trust what God is doing because of his track record. Listen, we have a God that doesn't lie on his resume. I don't know about you, but there's many times when I had to fill out a resume and fill it out. And so I don't know if this is you, but maybe you embellish a little bit on your resume, on your job, and say maybe you said, oh, I was over the quality control. Really? Or you just worked in the restaurant and you were just um, counting the inventory in the back every quarter? But we serve a God that has receipts. We can fact check. We can bring it to the bank and we can cash it. God does not deliver no NSF. We do not have a God that delivers NSF, but we do have a God that delivers more than abundantly. We can cash it each and every single time, his promises. And let us not forget, and I think about over the last couple of weeks, I've been reflecting on what God has done. And so when I take a moment and think about the resume of God in my life, let us not forget, take a moment in your life and think, what has God done in your life? What is his resume? And so when I think about it, I remember and I reflect back to even when I was a young child in 1980. Nine, 30s Jenkins Lane, where I lived in Ajax, Ontario. 
There was a boy named Alan that would throw rocks at me almost daily at the park because of the color of my skin. But God was faithful to bring, make me have tough skin but a soft heart. He was starting at a young age. I don't know. I think about in 1996, my first trip by myself on a plane with my siblings to Jamaica, that God brought me safely there and had a trip of a lifetime. When I think about 2015 or 2016, I got married to the love of my life. My caramel, my man, my preaching machine, my everything. God was faithful on his resume to deliver amazing man that don't, if people that believe that there's still not men out there, God can still do it. God does not, is not waiting on your timeline or your age. He's waiting for the right time that he knows what can happen in your life. And when I think about 2015 on New Year's Eve, at 11.37 p.m., I was on an operating table delivering my last child. And God was faithful. And after I had the baby, when the nurse came into the room and said, there's something wrong with the baby. We need to take her to the NICU. And there was something wrong with Claire. For four days, she stayed in the NICU. And I remember the last moment when I thought I was getting her ready to take her home. They said, actually, there's something more wrong. There was blood in her stool. It was like, we have to keep her back for observation. But God was faithful because last week, my daughter turned five years old. He, I keep checking his resume. When I think about 2019, that he brought me through some hellacious situation, God was faithful. Come on, we need a praise break. God brought us through 2020. When we checked through the resume, we might have been limping. We might have been broken. But you know what? We are still standing in 2021 because God is faithful. So take a moment. Think about the resume of God through your life. Listen, when we lose track of God's faithfulness, we lose the traction of his promises. We cannot declare he did it before. He can do it again if you don't remember what he did before. You cannot declare it. We have to remember it. And so I think about when our, we as kids and even my children, the first song they actually learned was the ABCs. And the ABCs is fundamental to our communication. It's a lifetime thing that we need to know because it helps us with our learning how to read, how to write, how to pronounce words, how to spell. But a lot of times we misuse our communication because we don't know our ABCs. Sometimes we forget the foundations, the fundamentals. And so let me be honest, I was one of those kids from grade six to grade eight. I cheated all the way. I cheated all the way. I cheated on the spelling test. Listen, I gave someone this, this my spelling test paper. They gave me mine. We had a little look. Give me seven out of ten. I'll give you eight out of ten. But because of my cheating, I had a lot of problems in my educational year academically because I didn't know the fundament fundamentals in my English because I didn't spend the time. And a lot of times we don't have language because we don't know the fundamentals. We cannot tell people how good God is, just like the word declares to us that we need to tell the whole world who Jesus is. We need to go tell it on the mountain. We need to let the redeem of the Lord say so because we don't know our ABCs in Christ. And so when I think about my ABC that I found in Christ, I think about, A, God is awesome. B, he is a builder. C, he's compassionate in my life. D, he's dependable, eternal, faithful, good, holy, impartial. J, he is just. He is kind. He's a, M, he's a mind regulator. Come on, say hello. Amen that God is a mind regulator in your life. Not only that, and he's near. You, he's, um, oh, um, oh, he's omnipotent. P, he's patient. Q, he quickens. R, he's a refuge. S, he's sovereign. T, he is trustworthy. 
You, he is unchanging, be victorious, wonderful. And in the Greek, it's cross, which means Christ. And why he's yearning for us. And Z, he is a zealous God. Do you know your fundamentals, your ABCs in Christ? And you know the song, how it goes at the end. It says, now I know my ABCs. Next time, won't you sing with me? When you know your ABCs in Christ, other people can sing the song too. They can get a tune. They can get a tune with you. And so sometimes we are struggling because we don't know our ABCs. I think about the word alphabet. It says alpha. He's the beginning. And I want God to be my alpha in my alphabet. And so take a moment and put a praise break in the, in the chat with your emojis that God is faithful. And I declare and I believe in 2020 that you will find your ABCs in Christ this year. The fun, as we get grounded in Christ this year. As we go back to the text, as I prepare, and it says, and I am sure of this, that he who begun, say begun, a good work in you will bring it to completion. And at the end of the day of Jesus, my second point, it says, God's responsible from your inception to your completion. God is there. He gives us our first cry. He's there to our last breath. He's there when we're getting justified. He's there when we get glorified in Christ. And so when we think about this, we got to know it starts with God and it ends with God. Our year will start with God and it will end with God. I don't know about you, but sometimes we think we got it all together. When I thought 2020, I was like, oh, this is my year. Three kids in school full time. And I was thinking that was my plan. What was God saying from my life? And so we got to think about it. So when I read, think about Hebrews 12 too, it says, look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and seated at the right hand of the throne. As we said, he is Jesus, the beginning of our faith and the end of our faith. And so even though when we try to get our plans together, what we do, we got to recognize that God is in control and God is the one that empowers us. He fuels us to get things together. It's not about us, but we are with him. He's leading us in direction. So in this season, you might have some good ideas, but there's nothing like a God idea. A lot of times, oh, I have this good opportunity, but do you check if it's a God idea? Is God leading you in that direction? A lot of times things add up, but we don't know what's in the future. We don't know what's in the day next. We don't know how people are going to treat it. We don't know what God's going to do. And so you have to take a moment. Is this season when I started writing my 2020 resolutions or ideas or goals, was it a God goal or an I goal? And so I, I think about this, and we read this in Ephesians 2, 4 and 9. It says, but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace, have been saved, sorry, verse six, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ. And verse seven, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness. Kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not our own doing. 
our own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. But 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Listen, God is our architect. We are just the results of the materials that God is building with. We are not the architect of our lives. We think we're building something. But what we really need to recognize, God is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's also the builder, and we are just the workmanship of his. And so many times we think about it, we're like, God, I want to do this. And sometimes we are like, God, um, what is your plans? And we, a lot of times we're praying, we're like, God, bless my plans versus going to God first and say, God, what will you have me to do this year? What will you have me to do? Even though it might feel uncomfortable, it might break things in me, it might change my world around, but it's okay because, God, I want your will to be done, not my will to be done. And when we think about in fact, it's all about God in the first place. Jesus is the main character, the main person in this story, not you and I. How many times do we wake up in the morning or whenever you have your devotion time, which I hope you have devotion time, when we open the scriptures and we read it and we think, when we read about stories like Joseph, oh, I'm a Joseph. Oh, my haters have thrown me in the pit. Or I've been in the prison, or oh, I'm in my palace situation. Or when we think about Goliath, we think David. I'm like, Lord, give me five, five smooth snows to, to kill my Goliath in my life. Or Moses, Lord, I have a Pharaoh as a boss. Let, let, let my people go. A lot of times we are focusing on the characters, um, the characters, or us putting ourselves in the characters. At the end of the day, it's really about. God, it's great. It can be secondary things we can learn in scripture. But at the end of the day, what are the characters revealing about God? What is he doing? It's not about us. He is the main character. We are only an extra. We are a supporting role in all of this. It's all about God. I'm, think, I'm thinking about this is the Christmas season. How many of you watched Home Alone? We watched it over and over at my house. Claire loved it. And the main character we know about Kevin, uh, Kevin which is... Macaulay Culkin, and he's the main part, and he went to New York, he got lost, he couldn't find his parents. He's the main focus, but who knows who Michael Hansen is in the movie? You guys know who Michael Hansen? Michael Hansen was the airport driver. He was helping Kevin get to the next destination. A lot of times we don't recognize we are the extra. We are just the supporting role of what God's doing. Not that it's not important, but we're the supporting role. It's all about him. He is the main event. He's the main character. We are just an extra in life. And a lot of times we think, oh, me, me, me. What is God's doing? What, why not me? We're just a supporting role. We're image bearers. We are carriers of the gospel. We are not the gospel. We're carriers of the gospel. And sometimes we, we lose focus and think, man, like this life, why does it happen to me 2020? Why did this happen? Remember, what is God doing? What is God revealing about himself in your situation? What is God revealing in the goals? The goals are not just about you prospering. It's for him to get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And so if your goals are not giving some glory and honor, you need to check your goals and reassess them because they need to be in alignment with God's will and not just our own will. And there's many times over the years I've reflected on this question many, many times. I want to ask you this question. Would you still want to go to heaven if Jesus was not there? How many times we think about heaven? 
Oh, I cannot wait to get a mansion, walk on the street of goals, have my big home. Listen, if you just want that, might as well go to Beverly Hills. Don't even have to go to heaven. Might as well walk up, go down to Bridal Path, Bayview, if you're trying to go to heaven just to get a big house or eat some amazing food. There's many five-star restaurants that you can go to. If you're only going to heaven for those things, you got to really think about it. Sometimes you're like, oh, Lord, get me out of this situation. I I have no money, so I just want to take me out so I can go to heaven. Or even the season, we're losing a lot of loved ones. Lord, just get me to heaven so I can just see my loved ones. And it's not about the grief. It's not that bad that you want to go to heaven to see your loved ones. But what it should do is just strengthen your gaze onto Jesus. That I cannot wait to get to heaven to see my Savior. And are we going to heaven just for the extras or the main event? we got to really think about it. we got to think about it. And I think about this, and so heaven without Jesus is actually hell. It's actually hell. And so think about your, your purpose, your assignment, or your why you want to go to heaven. Why do we want to go to heaven? To my third point, God often does his completing through the breaking. And I go back to the scripture again, and I'll read it again. I'm going to say it over and over so you can get the scripture. And I am sure of this, that he who begun a good work in you will bring it to completion. And at the day of Jesus. And so a lot of times when we think about, when we read the part here is when he's going to complete at the end of, the, at the end of our life, at Jesus, we think about completion at the end. But how don't we know that Jesus is completing us right now? The process is beginning right now. The the sanctification process has started beginning from the time we gave our life to the Lord. He started to mold us and give us, um, do things within us. And so, although um, although we are struggling in life, we have to recognize that there's so much more that God wants to do with us. And so if I can get my, my little prop here. Thanks, Nono. I think about um, this egg. Well, before I go to the egg, a lot of times when God is completing us or breaking us, there's something in the inside that he wants to come out of us. And I think about a toothpaste. We will squeeze the toothpaste, and when we squeeze the toothpaste, it gets pressure and things come out. The toothpaste container is not broken. It's bended, but not broken, even though things come out. But sometimes God needs to break things off of you before you can actually birth and do things into you. And so when I think about an egg, you just can't eat an egg just like this. It'll be disgusting with the shells. It's best used when it's broken. And when you think about what God wants to do in your life, I don't know what he was breaking in 2020. He was trying to break you to use you even more. And so, I don't know, in 2020, maybe you wanted to break some mindsets. Maybe you wanted to break some relationships. Maybe you wanted to break what was at your job. Maybe you wanted to break the spirit of loneliness. Maybe you wanted to break your lack of confidence, your insecurity. God wants to break things into you. And so, as I break this egg, get it in there. Skill, right? Sometimes it's not a clean break. It gets messy in the breaking. Sometimes the shell gets in to the yoke. And so when we're thinking about God breaking us, sometimes it's not beautiful. 
But listen, when I think about scrambled eggs, that when I testify what God did in my life to get the scrambled eggs, when you testify when God gave you the business, when you testify when God did something in your career at home or how you raised your children, or you, didn't, you couldn't have a baby, but God miraculously gave you a child, you can testify in the breaking. And in the breaking, there's so many things in different seasons God can do. Sometimes he's making fried eggs with anointing oil in there in the frying pan. Sometimes in some season when he's breaking, he's making sunny side up eggs. Every season, there's, it looks very, very different. And so we claim, oh, this year is our breakthrough year. Do, are you ready for the breaking? The pain that comes with breakthrough. You have to go through some pain in order to get your, the eggs to open up. And so I think sometimes it's cute to sound like I want a breakthrough. How cute is that? And when we sing that song, by faith, I believe there's going to be a breakthrough. By faith, you have to know that there's going to be some hurtful times in this season. As you're planning out your 2020, as you get grounded in God in 2021, don't get scared of the breaking. Cry out the sin, God, use my brokenness. Use my brokenness. Be faithful in it, God. I know for me, God has done that over and over and over again in my life. And so I've taken the opportunity this year at the start of this year, is really reflecting, God, how can you use my brokenness? I don't have it all together. I have been faithful in my word. I've been faithful in my, in my prayer closet. But God, what can you show me? God, remind me of your track record. God, remind me that you've been there from the beginning when I was a child. Remind me that you're in the process in the meantime until whenever I have my last breath. God, thank you that you're doing something in me, in the completing, in the breaking that you have for me. And so as we take a moment and think about the goodness of God, give God a praise, a praise dance or whatever you want in the chat because God is faithful. It begins with God, it ends with God, and I want to be a part of that with God. Come on, can we put our hands together right there where you are and give the Lord some praise? Come on, right there in your living room. Come on, did she not preach the word? My heart was burning in me as I was there. What a great and incredible word to start this grounding series. You can't have a breakthrough without a breaking. Oh my, Did that word was so powerful. Thank you so much, babe, for preaching the word with such power. Listen, in this moment, uh, you know, I want us to gather around the gospel. You know, such a powerful message around breaking and how the Lord oftentimes will complete the work in our lives through breaking and how we're to start this year on God come on you know a lot of times we say on God as a you know as a swear or as a you know like swear to God or something of this nature but we're saying we got to start this year on the foundation of God and knowing who he is and for those of you who are like man I don't even know anything about God we're believing that this is the year Come on, that you're going to learn your ABCs in God. Oh, that was so good, babe. Thank you so much for such a solid, solid word. And so, you know, the, the, the alpha, the beginning of a relationship with God, it happens through Jesus. Uh, as the Bible declares in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to God the Father, to Yahweh, but through 
me. And you know, why would Jesus say this? What does he mean by this? Well, the Bible makes it clear that, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of years ago, our first parents, Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God. Somebody say they disobeyed. They disobeyed God. And what they did uh, is, you know, they, as a result, the Bible makes it clear that sin came on their life. Somebody say sin sin it's something that not only came to their lives uh, but also death the consequences to their disobedience was death so the thing is that now sin and death became hereditary and they were passed down from generation to generation that's why you don't have to teach your children to sin you don't have to teach them to be disobedient they come out we all come out with the disposition ready to oppose and to rebel and all of this sorts of stuff you know but the good news is that all Although the wages of sin, as Romans 6.23 says, is death. The beautiful news, the B part of Romans 6.23 says, but the gift of God. Somebody say the gift of God. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Not only this, but it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, for those who are starting the year, this is the best way to start it. It says, if any man be in Christ. In other words, if you receive this free gift of God says that you are a new creature oh my somebody in the chat if you're excited put a new creature new creature a new creation all things are passed away and all things come on become new and so don't matter what you've done in 2020 come on don't matter what's happening in your life or what happened in your life today is a day when you god can you can have a fresh start in christ come on somebody else in the chat put a fresh start a fresh start this is the day for a fresh start praise the lord so listen uh, in this moment i want to invite you because the bible then makes it clear says you're saying how do i get this eternal life how do i get this fresh start Bible says in in uh in John 3 16 God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son we're talking about Jesus that whoever believes in him whoever puts trust and faith whoever gives their life to him that they would have eternal life come on isn't that some good news somebody who hasn't typed in the chat yet go ahead and put good news that's good news that's good news come on you will have eternal life if you put trust and faith in him romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and if you believe in your heart that god has raised him from death then you would be saved so if you confess and you say jesus i want you to be the boss of my life the lord of my life you put trust in him say be the king be the boss be the lord that indeed he you indeed would be saved saved from death saved from hell if you were to die tomorrow god forbid you and i if we have put trust in christ given him our lives we have the assurance that we will be with jesus forever glory to god and along with being able to begin a relationship with him so right now right now i'm excited i want to invite you into this moment there in your living room i'm going to pray a prayer of commitment i'm going to lead a prayer of commitment and i want to invite you in if you're like that's me pastor andrew i want to put trust and faith in jesus i want to i want to receive this eternal life i want this fresh start i have never had this before you know and so today is my first time i'm going to give jesus my life i'm going to give jesus my life uh you might have been someone that you know ran away from christ and you're like you know what i knew jesus and i was in relationship with him but then my relationship got jacked up and i ran away i'm here to tell you you may have run away from him but he has never run away from you glory to god isn't that good news right there 
And so today, you might want to start the year by coming home, coming back home to him. And so if you're like, that's me. Today's my day to give my life to Christ for the first time. Or today's my day to come back home. Don't matter what you did. Don't matter how far your way you are. Doesn't matter how jacked up your life is. Come on. He is going to, he can bring you back home and, and take you just as you are and make something beautiful out of the biggest messes that you have made. So if you're like, that's me, I want you to, right there where you are, every head bow, every eye closed, come on, right there. I know there might be people around you looking crazy, but that's okay. Close your eyes, Don't, just between me, you and God in this moment. And you're like, that's me. On the count of three, if you're like, include me in this prayer, Pastor Andrew, I'm giving my life to Jesus for the first time or recommitting my life to him. I want you to pop that hand up right where you are. Or if you're bold enough in the chat, if that's you, uh, I want you to put the hand raised emoji so that we can see you and we can pray for you in the chat too as well. Here we go. On the count of three, one, two, three come on right there right there uh, i see those hands in the spirit glory to god we believe all right now i'm gonna lead this prayer i want you to repeat it after me and i want you to mean it with all of your heart okay i want you to mean it with all your heart here we go and so we say god thank you for sending jesus jesus thank you for dying for my sins and rising from death with all power Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Make me new. Be with me now and forevermore. And I thank you for doing it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on. Can we just celebrate those who have made a decision? Come on. Even if you're already saved, come on. Can you clap your hands? Come on. Can you give God glory for that decision? The decisions that have been made. Come on right there in your house.